is Wednesday, May 25th, 2016, and this is Radio Wave. Good evening, everyone, and thank you for joining us on tonight's broadcast of Radio Wave. Our host is a friend of Medjugorje, and first of all, I want to begin by thanking all the people that have donated to keep Medjugorje.com online. There are many things that we're working on behind the scenes that we can't speak about, some of those things that you may have already noticed on the site, some of the smaller things that have been worked on. Uh, One of the improvements that is made is we're not in the Radio Wave studio today. So it allows us to be able to record when we're on the road and be able to get, still bring to you the message, still bring to you Our Lady, wherever it is that we might be in the world. And there's going to be more improvements even than that that we're working on that will be revealed more in the future. But when Our Lady appears to the visionaries, she doesn't see them or they don't see her as a vapor. She's not something that, if Maria Maria said one time in the bedroom of apparitions and a friend of Medjugorje's home, she said, it's possible I can reach out and touch Our Lady. If I put my hand out, it won't pass through her. She'll touch a real physical body that's right in front of her. And so what the visionaries are seeing, they're seeing a real live human person in front of them in a glorified body. And when you give to Medjugorje.com, you're not giving to a vapor. It's not something that's out there in the cloud or cyberspace or whatever these other words that other people use to describe the internet. But there's something that's behind that. And that is the witness of the message being put into life, transformed into life. And with that witness and with that transformation comes a lot of suffering, comes a lot of persecution, comes a lot of purification for the cross. And when you embrace that and when you reach out and grab the cross and take hold of that and make it your life, it results in fruits into a beautiful way of life. And so when you read about some of the things that we publish on Medjugorje.com, you're reading about a life lived with the cross, and it's a beautiful life. So with the suffering, Our Lady reveals a way of sweetness and a way of joy. So again, we want to thank all the people that have contributed and that continue to contribute to keep Medjugorje.com alive, because it is something living. It's the message is put into life, presented to you, whatever it is that you might be in the world. As we begin the broadcast tonight, we ask you to open your hearts in prayer as we turn Radio Wave over to our host, a friend of Medjugorje. We have today a society that is completely disordered. There's no order in it, and where order is vanished, we have anarchy. And we talked on Medjugorje 
actually, we pre-taped Nemesnomics, it'll be aired tomorrow, but we talked about that, about Vizuela, how it's disintegrating. God can't work through anarchy. That's why we're never to try to destroy authority unless something is, or some action of God is to do that, because God can change a president or a pope or some authority. And if the infrastructure is set up there, it can go through that infrastructure to correct it. And so Satan's whole scheme and his whole plan is to make everything disordered. And the more disorder, the more anarchy, then the more it is that the verdict to correct things is no longer through the authority, but through purification. In other words, where there is bad authority, God can change that through that infrastructure and change what's set up. It's why even while we have some bad popes in the past of history of the church, God doesn't destroy the church. Of course, we got the promise he never will, and Satan will never will do that. But he can change the pope and change the church. Satan's plan is to make anarchy where there's no infrastructure to bring any order to anything. That's what's wrong with the Middle East right now. It's anarchy. Anarchy is very, very dangerous. We see that in Venezuela. And the only way to correct that, the only way to change that, is purification. Everything has to be purified and destroyed. And that relates to the message where our lady says, everything is passing, everything is falling apart, only the glory of God will remain. Because where God's glory is, there's order. Where God's not being glorified, there's disorder. So, there comes throughout man's history those times where things peak to a point where there's nothing left for God to do except withdraw. And because God's order, and if he withdraws, disorder ensues in anarchy, everything disintegrates, and then purification is through nature, through God sending something, God sending a flood, God destroying Sodom, whatever it is, it's there. And the main thing now is get people on the ark, get people out of Sodom, get people to join Our Lady, and those lives that will be the separate, the remnant of what's happening, of what's about to be purified out of the world, will bring order to, of course, now her messages, through the eternal word, which is her words, which is neither new or old, but always present, to revive the world. And so this is where we are today, and this is what our lady's message, in essence, has some meaning behind it, saying the same things. Joan? Our Lady's May 25th, 2016 Monthly Message to the World Dear children, My presence is a gift from God for all of you and an encouragement for conversion. Satan is strong and wants to put disorder and unrest in your hearts and thoughts. Therefore, you little children, pray so that the Holy Spirit may lead you on the real way of joy and peace. I am with you and intercede before my Son for you. Thank you for having responded to my call. So, Joan, you're back home in Alabama. What did you think about the message? Well, 
it uh, lines up with messages that we have been picking here in community for the last month or so. There had been um, several messages in which Our Lady was speaking about Satan. And it parallels the time that the that we're living in, that we're seeing in the news every day and all that. And But more recently, in the last week or so, she's been speaking about the Holy Spirit. And so for me, I was seeing this uh, parallel of Satan's voice versus the Holy Spirit or Satan as a spirit versus the Holy Spirit. And that he's wanting to lead and the Holy Spirit is wanting to lead And he has his plans. He's strong to bring disorder and unrest through our hearts and our thoughts. And in which ways are we letting him do that versus letting the Holy Spirit lead us, which is the real way of joy and peace. So that was kind of what I had uh, in just looking at the message over just the last few hours. That's what struck me the most. Well, what is the difference between the Holy Spirit and the evil spirit? We have to look at this because we have the Holy Spirit, and she says today the evil spirit. She's referred to the impure spirit. So that comes to the question, how does each one of them do the work? And it's really remarkable because Alay says Satan is strong in this message. And yet there's another message, August 25th, 1991, where Our Lady says Satan is strong. And wants to sweep away plants of peace and joy. And of course, the lady said that today to lead you to the way of joy. The Holy Spirit for to lead you to the way of joy. And so, here it is. She's saying Satan's strong in this. Satan is strong. What is, it's incredible. Why did she say that? He was the greatest being that existed in heaven. The most powerful we think because he's in hell, well, he's just weak or he's strong. Yeah, he does things in a, in a strong way, but he's not that strong. He's immensely strong. Our lady doesn't exaggerate. If she says Satan is strong, you better take that to the bank, meaning the fullness of what you can't imagine in the words in this definition. It's beyond what you're capable of understanding. Evil is very, very powerful and very, very strong. And he wants disorder. Satan, she said today, is strong and wants to put disorder and unrest in your hearts and thoughts. And so that means exactly what it says and beyond what you think at the maximum you could think of what it says. And so back in 1991, she says, Satan is strong and wants to sweep away plans of peace and joy and make you think my son is not strong in his decision. Wait a minute. She says, strong? Satan is strong? But she says, in regard to her son, my son is not strong in his decision. She's not talking about the strength of his son as God. She's comparing Satan is strong to my son is strong. That he wants you to think my son is not strong in what? In his strength, as God know, in his decision, his decision for what? Isn't that strange? She's versing Satan's strength with Jesus' strength of his decision. Why is that? Because I said a bunch of things in Fatima. And here we go on, we don't get the secrets, and we go on and go on and on. Is Jesus really strong in his decision? That he's got to be corrected? Is that really going to mean something? Is the word really strong? Because Jesus is the word. 
Is the decision is different now because everybody has been corrected for living the way we have since the dawn of man, from the Israelites to the Jewish people we see it, to the early church, to the church, all the way to today. It's happening, and yet we seem like we can just flaunt God right in his face. We can reverse who we think we are biologically. We can change everything. And the immense power of the devil seems like he's got free reign and there's no stopping him. We can't do it legislatively. We can't do it through the church. We're defeated. Why? Because he is strong. And he is sweeping clean society now to filth in the way we think and in our mentality. And yet it's taking away everybody's joy. Because he gives you joy, but it's not God's joy. And so our lady said in 91, Satan is strong and wants to sweep away plans of peace and joy that make you think. She's not saying he's not strong, but he's making us think that my son is not strong in his decision. What is his decision? See, it's easy for Satan to win with us because he has immense power in his prodigies, his electronics, his entertainment, the money, everything that goes against the spiritual life because the spiritual life is just the opposite. It's not convenience. It's not pleasure. It's not entertainment. It's more difficult. And so, in some ways, Jesus is disadvantaged. The playing field is not level. It's out of balance because it's much easier to follow Satan than it is Christ. Because Christ is not passively followed. It's diligent. It's being on guard. You don't people or soldiers in a guardhouse around a fort or around a camp and just relax and entertain and do whatever you want to do. You gotta be diligent. You gotta be watchful. Because the enemy is strong. Satan is always watchful. He's ready to sweep away things quickly and give you something that replaces a false joy, a false way of life. Our lady said today, pray so that the Holy Spirit may lead you on a real way of joy and peace. His is a false way and it leads to perdition. But to further this point, that my son is that strong in his decision, what does our lady say we have to do to discover what it is we're supposed to be firm about? Because it's easy to go towards Satan. And the way Our Lady offers us, she says, this is a bitter way. But it contains every sweetness of life. That's where the joy comes from. So he's not strong in his decision. Satan wants you to make you think that. Then Our Lady says, therefore I call all of you, dear children, to pray and fast still more firmly. See, Satan don't require that. He wants you not to fast. He wants you to feed yourself. He wants you to be glutton and pleasures and everything and everything in the flesh, anything you want, he wants you to have it. That's easy to take. So Jesus' decision and what he wants manifested requires more out of us. That's not pleasant. you got to pray. People don't always like to pray. People don't always have time to pray. But that's what's required. And fast still more firmly, not less. That's where his decision comes through us to conquer Satan. He's not going to do it for us. You've got to participate. Just like the crucifixion. He died for you, redeemed you. And it amazes me, the prophet well, I've been redeemed. Jesus gave me salvation. I just accept him as my Lord and Savior. No, you've you got to accept his redemption. And you got to accept living that redemption of sacrifice. You're a participant in that. 
You can't. I had a Baptist friend tell me in high school, well, we don't send them once we've been accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior as Baptist. I said, you don't? He says, no. <laughs> I said, wow, that's pretty neat. That let's be Baptist. Yeah, let's be Baptist. That, that sounds good. That's, that's really nice. I said, well, so what do you do? And he said, well, you just accept Jesus. I said, so what do you do when you sin? He said, well, we don't sin. We make mistakes. That was his answer. So we just make mistakes. This is fairyland. This is dreamland. This doesn't work. So it requires diligence. You have to be in the guardhouse. You have to be watching. You have to fast. You have to do this more firmly. And lady goes on and says, I invite you to renunciation for nine days. That don't sound easy compared to say, okay, let's, let's do this and let's do that or whatever. So nine, for nine days that you may help everything I wanted to realize the secrets that I began in Fatima may be fulfilled. We're in the midst of that. Medjugorje is a fulfillment of Fatima. Fatima is not the motor, the engine. Fatima is the starter that created and cranked up the great engine of Medjugorje. Medjugorje is the fulfillment of all Marian apparitions. I didn't say Medjugorje is the fulfillment of Fatima. There's no time frame in heaven from Fatima to now. Fatima is Medjugorje. Medjugorje is what Fatima was about. This angers some Fatima people because they want their their team. You know, if you're playing football, you're playing football. Medjugorje could be a football team in Fatima. It's not that way. This thing's a continuation of the same team. It's the same woman. I heard Sister Lucy give an interview, I think around 91. It was incredible. And the way she answered it to this cardinal, I saw the personality of the Virgin Mary knowing the messages so closely studying them that I heard the same thing that she said that I've heard Maria say. And it was really astounding because back then it was like, what, 70 years apart or so, 80 years? I don't know the exact number of years. But I saw, I felt it, I could see it in the way it was answered that she saw the Virgin Mary. The same Virgin Mary that Maria saw. And for a lady, it was just that one day, the next day, she's in Medjugorje. So here it is. She says, renunciation for nine days so that with your help, everything I begin in Fatima may be fulfilled. I call you, dear children, to understand now the importance of my coming and the seriousness of the situation. We have no concept how serious the situation is that we have now and exist. People go to Medjugorje. They change their life a little bit. They continue what they do. They're not doing what we would say tomorrow on Medjugorje. Get your neighborhood together. Start talking. I don't care if they're non-believers, at the, at the Baptists or whatever, and you're the only Catholic there. Hey, let's start getting together and realize something's coming down. Let's get this family over here doing research about bees or do this. You can put bees in a neighborhood. You can have a community food bank. That's not the way you save yourself, but to get into a life. Even in a, in a subdivision, this is covered more, that you can do these things. You better start thinking because we're under judgment. There's no fixing anarchy. There's no fixing a situation that's gone beyond what God's decision is for the world it has to be, except his decision is correction time. And when he puts that gavel down on that desk, it's over. And you've got to decide. And imagine how much tomorrow is important to listen to. It's important because you need to be acting right now. Our Lady said today, well, let me finish this. She says, my coming of the seriousness of the situation, I desire to save all souls and present them to God. 
She wants everyone saved. But you know what? God, whatever he wants, he gets, right? I hear people all the time, you know, well, God wants it, he's going to get it. Jesus wants it, he wants it, he, he, he gets it, you know. We don't have to worry about things. I've had people about misery, you know, you're too concerned about this and this and this. This is stupid. You're a very stupid mentality for saying this. And I want to say the word with a capital S. I hate to hear this out of anybody. You know, God's going to win in the end. Well, our lady adds to this a contradiction to your stupidity with this mentality. The situation, the seriousness of the situation, I desire to save all souls and present them to God. Therefore, we pray that all I've started may be completely realized in its fullness. Our Lady doesn't want to lose a few million souls along the way. She wants the fullness of all souls. But if we keep the mentality of God win in the end, no, he doesn't. He grieves over Judas that he lost him. And he grieves now. And he just said recently, my heart bleeds for your sin. We're losing people. The quicker we implement Medjugorje, in the fullness, the quicker we'll realize everything in fullness for your family, for other people's conversion. You can safely say, had Medjugorje happened 200 years ago, or just 50 years ago, that those who heard of it, someone that's in perdition now, would have been converted. We're fortunate, and we're very, very blessed to be in this moment, but we carry a liability if we go to Medjugorje we look at it and we limit it in what we do there's no holding back on Medjugorje don't get permission you have to spread it you have to understand the seriousness of the situation it's time dated you've gotten your mail that says time dated material read immediately mostly comes from politicians or he's coming today not as a politician she's coming from heaven saying this is time dated material this is my time you're not time's master use this time well your life is short. Your life is like passing like a flower. What else do you want to know? There's nothing else more important than Medjugorje. And what is it? Our lady said today, Dear children, my presence is a gift from God for all of you. In other words, our lady says, My present is a gift. She's a wrapped up present. God's given it to us. For all of us. For what? For an encouragement for conversion. December 25th, 2005, he says, Pray to him, her son, pray to him for the gift of conversion. Isn't that interesting that she said 2005, a gift of conversion? And today she says, My presence is a gift from God. For what? She says, For here today, for all of you, and an encouragement. For conversion. Our lady's here is to convert as many people as possible in fullness to save as many souls as possible. April 25th, 1998. I intercede before God for each of you that your hearts receive the gift of conversion. There it is again. Conversion is a gift. Our Lady is a present. Her presence is the gift from God for you for conversion. And Satan is strong and wants to put disorder and unrest in your hearts and thoughts. 
the more closer I am to the messages, the more I get into it, the longer history I have, the more cognition I have. I see a lady giving me cognition before the message comes out that what she says happens in real time. Why? Because I lead you on a real way of joy and peace. Because it's a joy to discover. Last night I slept very restlessly. A restless sleep. My peace was being bothered. My heart and my thoughts. And I woke up and was turning and tossing. It was restless. I got my rosary. And every time I woke up from there, I was saying the rosary. I had it in my hand wrapped around my wrist. And then peace would come. And so, the words when I woke up, I said, man, that was, I was restless. You know, just in my thoughts and everything. And then I see this message comes up several hours later. It says, Satan is strong wants to put disorder and unrest in your hearts and thoughts. I don't think that happened last night by coincidence. I think a lady let that happen to let this message mean something, that this is real. So I have real cognition with this message. There's a manifestation after I even said these words to myself. I described that, the word restless. And she says, unrest. What was unrest? My thoughts were. What did I do? I had to get the rosary. Why? Because Satan was strong. Because he wants disorder. And I don't want to go there. I refuse that. And so, this manifests out into your daytime, in your work. He wants this disorder. And this anarchy. And so, Satan has ways that disguise it. That If you're not even thinking, and you're not asking to grow in holiness, you're not going in your conversion, you won't even detect it as disorder. It's just a normal thing. Because people's thoughts and hearts today are so messed up that it's so normal that they don't even see nothing abnormal about it. We're in the state of Washington. And it's liberal here. And you see just disorder walking down the streets. Their hearts are so messed up. All the earrings and tattoos and the weird. I mean, it's just weird. There's good people here, mostly in the rural area. Not in the city. And so, I know he's got a pocket, and I'm sure some of you that's listening to this may be living in Washington, the state of Washington, and, and it's beautiful, but at the same time, Satan's very strong here. And so, this disorder is a big, big thing. I remember the nuns being underneath and schooled by them. I always talked about order. Keep your desk in order. Keep your clothes in order. Your hair in order. Everything. Everything in your life, make it order. If you just do your blankets and your cabinets and your dish towels and put them on, you, you pride yourself walking about and just, just, just the towels folded good. If you just throw this stuff around, this brings disorder to the heart. You have an environment of physical disorder. You have a manifestation of what's in your heart. Cleanliness is next to godliness. And you'll feel that, these physical things. So, there's so much to be said in this message. This is, this is one of those messages today that you would think, okay, it's just a simple message. No, this, when I read it, I knew this was a big, big message, a very, very profound, powerful message. And, and I'm just getting into it because of the time difference. We're two hours behind now. And I haven't even, I even pierced it at all. Uh, but I, I love the cognition that he gives because, again, I'll go through something a week before or something a month before, and then a lady comes up and says it in real life. 
And she, and then when she uses word today, real. She wants to give you real cognition on every level. Any of the things you haven't even thought about. Well, a couple of things. First of all, the it's interesting because we're um, we're out here doing uh, some research on a few things, and and we had walked into a place today. Uh, it was just after our rosary time, and all of a sudden, here, boom! The power goes out, completely black. And we see people start coming out of their different stores and shops, and all the way down this entire strip in this middle of the city. And everybody's looking out. The, everybody's looking out their doors because in Seattle, in Seattle, all the power's out. Or well, not all the power's out, but the power's out in a five square block area where we were. The power's out, and so we cut out because we had the message was just about to come in. We're driving on the road as we're trying to deal with getting the message in getting it on the site, getting it where we can print it on the blue postcard that goes to our field angels. So all of this is all happening at the same time. We're driving down the road, and all we hear is uh, cars, alarms, uh, the those bell alarms that go off when somebody's stuck in an elevator, sirens, and helicopters. I wish I had the recorders out at the time because it would have been an unbelievable sound to hear this, but it was all this sound from a five-square-block area in the middle of the city from the power going out. No red lights working, everything, traffic jams. <laughs> traffic, yeah. But the thing is, at Caritas, you know, some of the funnest times we have is when the power goes out. But, but we, were just, we were just commenting, though, as we were, as we were driving out of the city, because we were leaving the city, is this is only a five-square-block area in the middle of the city. What would happen if this were to happen widespread across one state, the country, across the whole world, what would be the result of something like that if if something like that were to happen in, in the whole, basically across the whole world? And how people might think that that's being, uh, that's that's thinking too much about the future, but it, it, it was something to think, and it was definitely profound because we were literally, were getting the message in, in right in this moment when this is happening. But, so anyway, just bringing that up because it's just another example of what a friend of Medjugorje is saying is that the, when, when the message, when you put the message into your life, you want to make the message your life, that's really what's going to happen. The message was really going to become your life. And we were talking yesterday uh, about some of the things. Of course, it's probably the subject content for another radio show. But you were talking about how, uh, and, it's, and I know it's happening in America, but uh, President Obama is trying to put uh, certain types of people or they section eight housing basically in nicer subdivisions. And in your your comment, your words on it yesterday was he's wanting to bring this disorder into these places where these people have left the cities, they've gone to suburbia, and they're doing this to get away from that chaos. And this is trying, and this is being forced on them. And so, in the context of Our Lady's words, this is another example that this is something that's really happening right before our eyes. Well, that, that's uh, it's an amazing thing. Obama is a very evil man. He had wicked. He has wicked agendas. Now, some people are going to take offense by that. Let him take offense of it. But, but his, all his actions shows this. But, he's got a disordered heart. He was raised in a disordered fa- family, a dysfunction family. And this is what happens from dysfunction families. So God can judge his soul if he gets off of it because he was messed up the way he was raised. But he's messed up. 
And he wants to mess up the suburban areas because he knows that this is order. I'm not saying it's a bunch of saints, everybody lives in suburbia, but there's a book out I'm reading right now. It's, it's incredible about what his agenda is and where he's taking all these monies, this Zika virus he's trying to raise a billion dollars for right now. He's funneling this to organizations that funnel it to another organization that funnels it to another organization that will pay rent for people to come into areas so they can infiltrate that because he wants all suburban areas to be underneath the guidance of the city because the city was for Cain and Adam was in the rural area. He was told to go up to the rural and stay work at the land. Uh, the book is, I don't even know the name of the book. I don't look at titles. I think Obama the Lie, I think it is. But uh, it, it's an amazing thing that the facts of what's happened and what this man has done and what he's destroyed and what he plans to destroy. He wants the injustice of colonialism, uh, colonialism of what he claims of suburbia to be destroyed. So he puts people and thugs and wants them to be out there knowing what would happen. So you might say that's a long ways from the message. No, it's, it's right. Satan is strong and wants to put disorder and unrest in your hearts and thoughts. You, your thoughts, my thoughts last night was thinking bad about people. You know, I don't want to do that. We walk down the streets here and it's probably from being here. You think bad about people. You know, we got to love everybody. At the same time, reality is, is reality. So, what well, to say, the Satan wants to put disorder connotates a physical action. That he's physically doing something. I mean, if if you were to think, okay, I'm going to try to put disorder in somebody's heart. Or I'm going to try to put disorder in their thoughts. You're going to physically do something to do that. And so, if Satan is actively trying to do this, then that means that he's actively physically doing something yeah, to try I, to make I, I'll it. I'll say right off the bat: the president of the United States of America, Obama, is the agent of Satan. People say, "Well, how can you say that?" He is. Physically, everything he's done, you're, people are not well-read. They're not seeing what's going on. They just go what the media says. This, you have to dig deep in the actions what's happening and what they've done with stealth and covert and all the stimulus from the banks and where all this money went to. One organization is called One America. This organization is very evil and it's all community organizers and it's all about restructuring and transformation of the physical order of the United States of America. And it's amazing when you see these. The book is disgusting to read. It's depressing. Because we're way deep in this now. And it's going to take somebody to come in after this that can sweep it all the trash. Sweating was sweeping away the planes of peace and joy. That's, that's it. There are places that's beautiful to live in. They want that destroyed. And this is the agenda. It's not an opinion. This is factual. It's proven. It's there. So, our lady is really saying, look carefully. In fact, don't mention how much more you'll hear that. That we stressed on the point that our lady says, observe carefully the signs of the times. How's disorder come? What happens? You're hearing more and more crime in, in, in areas where there were never any crime before. Because they're moving people in there on purpose to cause this disorder. It is a physical thing. Joan, you got any questions? We had talked to a supporter today who was talking about a program, a news program that he had been listening to that was reporting on just the atmosphere in Europe right now, that there's just a rising 
discontent in the people with the whole situation with the immigration and um, the Muslims coming in and there is a talk more and more about uprising among the people. So this whole, uh, these words of Our Lady that you're discussing right now, Satan's strong and he's creating this unrest, this this disorder in people's hearts and in their thoughts. Well, as a, a child of Our Lady who's trying to live the message, who's receiving these words in the midst of that, uh, someone who's following Medjugorje, let's say in Europe, in one of these countries, is it possible to be led in this real way of joy and peace when you are surrounded by this turmoil, this growing hatred, this movement of Satan in the masses that is going in the opposite direction? The Holy Spirit may lead you on a real way of joy and peace. That's the community character. We're out in the rural area. It's beautiful. Our life sees many, many blessings throughout the day. It's a very peaceful life. It's a very, at the same time, it's a life of great difficulties and great burdens. At the same time, all the, the bitterness that comes with it. But still, we have a certain joy, uh, a future. And, and this is the way. And everybody's to imitate. We, we know a window for people to do this in the future. And how do you lead that? out of that, but that's why Satan wants to even come in and fade that and cause that to be disordered. He wants that stopped. And this is what they're attacking. The area is outlying because they want to change the voting block to be Democratic rather than Republican. I don't want it Republican or Democratic. We want it to be what's right. So the Europe is, is all controlled. There's no area you can't you can't really go anywhere without being a troll. Uh, Obama, one of the things you want to do is because rural people can't be told what to do. They have independence. People in the city are all controlled. The system is too big to go against. You can't defeat it. And all the funding and the, the I mean, tens of billions of dollars have gone toward this. And it's very stealth. You need to call Caritas to get this book to research it. But it's, it's an amazing thing what he's pulled off. And it's very powerful and very strong and very clever. Evil. Evilly uh clever and so we're we're up with a lot of things and it makes it so powerful you see that my son's not strong in his decision but when jesus makes the decision and that gamma falls it's over so all this calculates that and and what we need to understand what is beauty and i'm not talking about there's people that do things that you perceive that may be a bad things that evil things that's why you can't judge just on the surface we went to mass this morning and it was a beautiful mass. There was no singing. <laughs> it was just organic, straight off the shelf mass. A five-minute homily, deep mass. You can enter into these things. I mean, everything we're doing there is so, uh, the masses are so dead. There's a, one or two churches we know we can go to. We hear some incredible singing. Other than that, I don't want to hear it. I can't stand it. It's, it's so difficult to sit through this stuff. It's Actually, even Protestantism is too much. Just give us straight mass, consecration, make it 20 minutes, and I'll get more out of that, and you'll get more out of that than going an hour and a half or even an hour. You might not understand that. You pray. You go to some of the daily masses where there's no singing and it's just straight out. Anyway, this priest gives a homily today. He's talking about another priest. He died last night. And he talked about this priest when they first met. Years ago, that he 
he says, can you take me to, to the drugstore? I got to get some prescriptions. And he said, well, I guess so. So the priest gave me the homily today. He says he took this priest and he goes to the drugstore and he waits and waits and waits and he comes with all these prescriptions out. And he said, I got to go now to the grocery store. And he thought, you know, he's kind of impatient with it. And he said, well, you know, what, what do you got to get? He said, I got to get, I gotta get some, get a prescription. All right, now I got to go get some sleeping pills. And the priest tells him, you're just at the drugstore. He said, no, I got to go get my sleeping pills. And so he goes to the grocery store, and he's just being real patient with this other priest. And the priest comes out, and he holds up a bottle of whiskey and says, this is my sleeping pills. <laughs> <laughs> and so you could judge that. But he went on to say about this priest that he made coffins. And he made these coffins, and he sent, and he sold them. And he's well known for making old handcrafted coffins. And in fact, the priest today said he made his own coffin for him when he dies. This priest gave the homily today. But he made a quarter of a million dollars selling these coffins, and he sent them all to Thailand to, to, for the orphanages there, for the kids. He was just talking about his goodness. And so you can sit there and think about the whiskey and think about it. I'm not talking about this on the streets or the people or what we're seeing. We see a disorder. Of course, he was Irish. He's yeah. made point of that. <laughs> but the the point I'm making is, is not everything you see can judge as bad. we got some bad, bad things happening. And it's a, it's a system. The Antichrist the church has taught in the past is not so much Antichrist as an individual man. It's really a system. We have a system that's disordered now. You can't even bring order. You can't even plant certain things. In it. We saw a tree on the, na- the side of the street. And it says, uh, what did what did the sign it said? Do prote- not. It said, protected by the city. Protected by the city. Do not cut. Do not trim. Do not etc. Look but at. There's it. so many regulations, good or bad, whatever you think about that. What I'm saying, the point I'm making is, you can't do anything. You can't do. It's so regulated, and it's going to get more and more and more. And that's what the Antichrist system is about. To now, where you can't do anything, or say anything, or say to somebody on the street. Hey, this this what you're displaying is a sin. You go jail. You go jail here in, in Washington for that. It's an amazing thing. So you think we got order? We don't have order. So where do we go with this? You've got to get into the messages. And I can tell you, none of you, including me and the community, our whole life is into this all day long. And I still look forward with great anticipation of receiving something from somebody that you know in your life, that when they gave something, you always had the greatest joy in it because they gave such beautiful gifts or even very wealthy gifts or something of, of, of worth or something that's to be treasured, that our lady is a present. She's, she's something that was sitting for the centuries. She says, I'm, I've been with you through the centuries, but never like now. These apparitions are different. And so this gift has been packaged up. The Virgin Mary appears in 1981 for the first time. And she is a present. Her presence is the present. She's the gift. A gift from who? From God himself. Why in the world is he giving us a gift today when we don't deserve anything like the Virgin Mary? In fact, one of the things I say to Jesus all the time, thank you for your mother. I can't believe. You redeemed me. She saved me. But I'm so grateful that I've had the, the, the gift of 
not just her being here, but getting to know her, to be with her, to be in her presence, to be able to call Maria and say, Maria, would you say this and ask this request from our lady today? I mean, we're talking from to an individual. Let's just say your next door neighbor goes and sees the Pope. He's, he says he's the ambassador to the Vatican. That's your neighbor. And you ask him, can you go, I'm going to go see the Pope tomorrow. I'm flying to Rome. And you, can you tell him this or can you give him this note? Well, we got the mother of God coming and we can go to, or I can go to Maria and say, can you say this or do this? But you can send a petition there in front of her. We, we, this is surreal. But that's why we have to pray to the Holy Spirit that we may be led to the real way of joy and peace. Because we're headed on a place and a peace that's not real. Very bad peace. Because of Satan's peace. And his is only satisfied for a moment. In the message today, Our Lady says, to, to the point you were saying, my presence is a gift from God. Now, you've spoken about this before, that this is not necessarily something that's just a moment that happens at the time that Our Lady appears. But that's, even now, today, there's some kind of an ongoing presence of Our Lady in the world that she's doing something. I know you've said before that Our Lady, she comes every single day. The apparitions are usually only a minute or two. And she gives a blessing for the world and she leaves. And the blessing, and somewhere on edge.com, there's a, a writing somewhere where this is said somewhere, but that basically Our Lady's blessing is healing, it's conversion, it's everything, but it's also exorcistic too for those who don't accept that. And so... For Our Lady to say that her presence is with or that her presence is a gift from God, then does this still is she, is she referring to just this singular moment that she come that she's coming and appearing for this one or two minutes a day, or is it truly that there is some kind of ongoing twenty four hours a day, seven days a week presence of Our Lady? Physically present in the world. We, we start get you. We we spoken about this before. Our Lady's been given a new efficacy, and this continues. It's twenty four seven, and she's already said, "When I'm no longer appearing, my heart, and my eyes will still be here." That means she's going to have a power on us she's never had. I see this. I understand this. This is real clear to me through my heart that she has something she's never been given on the earth to to work out things, work out your problems, to take your your difficulties and to, to soothe you and to mother you. To walk in your hands against the impure spirit. All these things are important. And once we understand that, we see that Our Lady yeah, it is going to be present with us. This isn't going to end. Her apparitions won't. And this is a great grace for having that. And once that takes place, the, the ending of these apparitions, then order will be coming with that. Our Lady said on August 15, 1983, every disorder comes from Satan. But to, but to what you're saying, if, if then if that's the case, then when you look at situations like some of the things that we've seen on the street and, or some of the things that we've talked about where there's disorders trying to be created in certain areas of the country, you think, well, if Our Lady is going to come, and I'm posing it as a question because it's, I don't know the answer to this, but if, if Our Lady is going to be here present all the time, then you look at these things and you look at what's on the street and the question arises is, can this exist with the presence of Our Lady existing? No, Our Lady's apparition is exorcistic. <clears throat> Somebody tell me that's not a word. Yes, it is. Why? Because we just made it a word. <laughs> we, as Christians, have terminology that came up at the beginning of the church and grew through the church, so we came up with these words. 
Alay's blessing every day is exorcistic. It's exorcistic because when she blesses the world and dispenses graces, it increases holiness. We know America didn't have hardly any possessions or, or very few possessions when we lived as a Christian nation. Now that we're diminishing, evil's increasing. But you say, okay, well, if she's blessing the world for 35 years now, every day, why is it decreasing? Holiness is increasing. Our lady says, you live in a holy time. That's one of the messages. Can you believe that? Because, because before 1981, we were at the lowest in holiness. She started growing in the six visionaries and in the village and in the whole world who's come there. So holiness is on the increase, but so is evil. So we see, the, we see two sides of a mountain. One's climbing the other side, one's coming out, and there's going to be a battle at the top of the peak. Who's going to be king of the hill? Our lady is. We're going to win. But don't let that evolve into a stupid mentality. Like, okay, God's going to win in the end. No. We have to battle now all those things to arrest those people headed toward perdition. So I want to make sure that the point's really clear, though, because I, I, I just want to make sure that I, that I have a complete understanding of, of this. It, because sometimes people say, well, things, some things, things in the world are not so bad, or, or they're not made out to be, uh, it's not as bad as maybe you're making it out to be on the air sometimes, or maybe in some of the writings, of course, People who call us don't necessarily say that, but sometimes we do hear that from people. And so, that being the case, so you're saying that the litmus test is wherever it is that you live, whether it's in the city or the, or wherever it is that it might be, that you have to think to yourself, is Our Lady, could Our Lady come and exist in this environment? If she, If you cannot see Our Lady living in this environment, one of them is going to have to go. Either she's going to have to go, or this environment's going to have to go. So, I just want to make sure that, am I understanding that correctly, what you're saying, that, that that's basically really what's happening in the world, that this gift of Our Lady that's being given to the world, she's, if she's really going to be here, and, I, and I'm living in a situation somewhere in a city somewhere, and I look around me and I say, can Our Lady exist in this environment? And if the answer's no, then one of those is going to go away. Either I'm going to, reject the presence of Our Lady, or if I accept Our Lady, then that environment's got to go. She existed on Via Della Rosa in the most evil moment in time and in the most holy moment in time. And Calvary was climbed by her and Jesus and the women and John. And the evil people did too. And then the Catholic Academy Earthquake, the darkness that fell down, proved what proved the great separation. The earth divided. The earth cracked between, to this day you can see this line on Calvary, where the cross was stuck in the stone of Jesus' cross, and on the good side of the good thief, he was on that side against the bad thief. And so, that's a prophetic thing. So, we're not going to continue. There's not going to be coexistence. In our walk, there'll be coexistence. Because the lady's trying to get some of those people, just like in Jesus' days, who changed over to his side, just at the moment of death, just like the good thief. But then it shows also Jesus didn't win everybody because he didn't get the other guy. And so, we I know a third of the angels were thrown out of heaven. We know a third of the people on Calvary 
uh, was lost, one thief, the two-thirds was Jesus and the other thief. And we've seen this, this third thing, over and over and over. Our lady said clearly that the fewest people go to heaven, the most second is to purgatory, and then many go to hell. So we're in a big battle, and there's not enough staying glued to these messages and really look at these things and spending time and meditating on them. And I, and I can't wait to get this message. I haven't had the time today to get to where I want to in it for myself. Because it's not about me getting on the radio with you. I'm just sharing what I believe in my heart. And the cognition already puts me through. There's there's so many things that's happened, even on this trip, that, that is something that I already put in my heart or put this thought there or whatever. And then I see, we see it manifest or happen. So the message have life. And if you want life... You have to embrace the messages. So this is what we leave you with. That the presence you receive today is the presence of Our Lady and a gift from God. And nobody has received a gift greater than what God can give. Meditate on that. Contemplate it. Everything in your life depends on a real way of joy and peace being identified instead of the false way of peace and joy the world offers. We wish you Our Lady. We love you. Good night. Genomics program that a friend of Medjugorje was referring to is airing tomorrow, May 26, 2016. It was pre-recorded earlier this week because a friend of Medjugorje was going to be out of town. The program is entitled The Catacomb Times and again is airing on May 26, 2016. This ends the radio wave show with a friend of Medjugorje. You can order this show on CD by contacting Caritas in the U.S. at 
Again, 205-672-2000.